Okay, welcome to the Just Meg podcast. This podcast is designed to be real, raw, and totally uncut. I am Meg, a former teacher, now stay-at-home mom and business owner that is here to share it all. This post-pandemic life can be weird and lonely, but it really doesn't have to be. I'm not here to say that I have all of my shit together, but I'm here to openly discuss exploring healthy weight loss, life changes, and so much more. So if you're down for the adventure, let's go. Welcome back. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, Today is actually going to be me sharing something that I learned in therapy Um, because, and I'm assuming if you're listening, uh, you relate to me somehow. Um, And by relating to me, I mean, like, you're not a relative, like you, (laughs) although I'm sure I have relatives listening. This is completely, this is going down a wrong tangent. But anyways, you relate to my story in one way or another. Okay. And whether you're going to therapy or not, I want to share something that I've learned because one thing you may not know about me is I love psychology and understanding how the brain works and what makes people tick. It is one of the things that I loved as a teacher was learning the deep cognitive thinking levels and the things that made each one of my students tick. It was one of my favorite things. It was, I loved it. I loved understanding it. Um, which is why I always love the quote unquote naughty kids because they intrigued me the most. They really did. I loved those kids with my whole heart. Um, And one thing that I've learned is with my great love of psychology and understanding how the brain works This has actually played in my favor when it comes to my own therapy sessions. And I've thankfully found a therapist that is all about helping me understand how my own brain works, which is so powerful. And I love it. I'm going to share a little thing that she taught me um, that she shared with me today. And uh, hopefully you can find this helpful. But just just to kind of get into this, have you ever noticed that the thoughts that continually pop up in your head are typically negative thoughts. It's something that you didn't do or you didn't get done or you didn't do this or you said that wrong. If, if, if you're like me, you're rethinking everything you've said in a conversation because sometimes the things that come out of your mouth, even you're shocked by <laughs> a little bit. Um, you know, you're just constantly thinking about how you don't or didn't or whatever. It's all of these negative things or you even have like thoughts from like years ago and then in a situation and you're like, wow, that was really bad. So those negative things keep coming up, right? <laughs> Raise your hand if that's you. If you're driving, please don't take your hands off the steering wheel. If you're biking or running, please don't. But like just in your head, raise your hand if this is you, okay? And I'm assuming that it is like we're sitting here talking on the couch, right? That like, yeah, you're nodding your head. Yes, I have these negative thoughts pop up. Well, I learned that there's a reason. There's actually a reason that we get stuck in having these negative thoughts spin around in our head and we end up ruminating on them or thinking about them over and over and over and over again. And then it just makes us feel like shit, right? We just feel terrible. But there's a reason. And our reason is the way that our brain functions. And that's what I'm going to help you learn about today. So 
why? Why does our brain continue to bring up these negative thoughts? And I'm probably going to butcher this in a very honest Meg way because that's what I do. (laughs) But the way my therapist explained it to me is we need to visualize a computer desktop screen, okay? And throughout the day, every moment or experience you have becomes a file on that desktop. The desktop is your brain, by the way. Okay. It's your short-term memory. So it goes in a short-term memory, all of these things that have happened throughout the day. Okay. If something positive has happened where there is no heavy emotion tied to it, your brain immediately can take that memory and process it and put it into long-term. Done. We've got it. Typically, these are things that we do without thinking. These are things that really have no impact in our life, or sometimes it's even positive things. Um, But because that is such a light emotion, essentially, and when you're thinking about negativity and bad thoughts, happiness feels very light, usually. At least it does to me. It's my way to explain it. And those, our brain can process those so easily, very easy. But anything that happens that has a really heavy negative emotion tied to it, our brain can't move over into long-term. It, it, it stays on our, our desktop and it stays there. And so at night when we go to sleep in our brain, all, if you've ever watched um, Inside Out, It does a great job of explaining how like all the little balls go, you know, at the end. If you haven't watched it, you definitely need to watch it to kind of understand psychology because it's actually done really well. So all of your memories from that day go into long-term memory when you go to sleep. But there are memories that have really heavy emotion that our brain can't process because it has this heavy emotion attached to it. it. Our brain can't like move heavy emotion to long-term until we faced it and healed from it and looked at it. So what then happens is anytime we are sitting here and we feel good, or you might be going to sleep and that's when these negative thoughts pop up, it's because your brain's like, oh, hey, like you're in a really good space. Can we try to can we try to unclog this so I can move it to off the desktop, please? Let's go to this really negative thought. Can we process this? And all of a sudden you'll be thinking about something you didn't want to think about, but your brain was like, hey, hey, you look like you're in a good spot. Looks like you have enough energy to process this, not to be like, look what you did, you doofus. Like that's not what it's doing. It's actually trying to clear that desktop page clean. So if you're noticing that these pop up, like when you're in, like sometimes they show up as dreams, sometimes they show up when like out of seemingly nowhere, that's usually because your brain's like, cool, you're in a good spot. Let's work on processing this, which is extremely irritating and frustrating, but it also explains why so many of us get caught up in seeing the things that we've done wrong or the things we didn't get done, all of the negative. We didn't, we couldn't, we wouldn't, we shouldn't, whatever. Um, because we're constantly trying to process these things. And so many people don't even realize that that's how your brain is working. It's insane that we don't understand this. 
So when my therapist told me this, I was, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I am not crazy. First of all, I'm not the only one that's sitting here thinking about all these negative things about myself. But now it explains why, which to me felt like such a relief. And I don't know if it feels like a relief to you. Maybe I've done a terrible job of explaining it. I don't know, but it made a lot of sense to me and I liked it. And so understanding my thought process and understanding these things has really kind of helped me look at why are these the thoughts? Because if you really sit down and look at it, when you catch yourself in a negative thought, I have started to actually write them down. Whether it's a dream, whether it is like in a moment when I wake up or um, all of a sudden out of nowhere, this thought comes up or somebody says something and it hits me and it makes me feel negative. It's because it's deeply rooted somewhere in a core belief that I have that I haven't faced yet. (sighs) Right? Mind blowing. So I started writing them all down. And once I started doing that, I began to realize that a lot of them had to do with different traumas or insecurities that I had gone through and then buried deep, deep down. Which, hello, therapy, that's what you're for. And as I've started to work through some of these, I don't know if you can tell, I feel so much better because again, I'm going to plug, you need to go to therapy. If you live life, if you survive the pandemic, I highly recommend that you go and find someone that you vibe with really, really well (laughs) because this is, this is helping me. It is, I am in this process right now of unlearning some of these trauma insecurities. One of them being, I talked a few weeks ago about not feeling safe to have women as friends. That is a deeply rooted trauma that I am not someone people want to be friends with to the point where still I am still unlearning this it makes me very very confused when people want to be my friend like why (laughs) why do you want to be my friend um just because it is so deeply ingrained in a core belief that I have from a very young age that I am working on unlearning and it feels really good. It takes a lot of heavy work, but it feels really good to start unlearning that. Same thing with my food and my body. I am unlearning and healing a lot of these deeply rooted scars that I didn't even realize I had because I just kept avoiding them. And here's the thing. We don't have to continue to think negatively about ourselves. While it's extremely common because this is scientifically how the brain works and processes everyday occurrences, we don't have to then continue to push them off to the side. We can work through them and heal so we don't continue to have to carry it because those get heavy. Those get heavy carrying those. And that's what therapy is helping me with. And it can help you too. And so after I learned that, you know, all of these really heavy negative occurrences that have happened throughout my day or life or whatever are just sitting on this desktop, essentially, that is my brain, I then learned 
that sometimes when I said that your brain's like, Hey, you're in a good spot. Let's go. Let's process this. It will actually start to ping pong essentially through all of those files. And you'll go from like one thing to the other. And it can be very, very overwhelming. So you're sitting here and you're like, okay, Meg, so what do I do? What do I do to help these things stop? And the thing is, it's not ever going to stop because part of life, just to be completely honest with you, part of life is to you're, you're going to have negative experiences every single day. But the power in this is understanding how your brain works and how you can actually catch yourself in that thought, start to understand where that deeply rooted, because it's usually a common theme. It might be an insecurity with other people. It might be with food. It might be, you know, some kind of other trigger that you haven't quite gotten into yet. Um, it, there's a reason. It's not, it's not random. There's a reason. And it's not on the other person or the other event. It's on you and the way that it's impacting you. So that's why you've got to do the work on yourself. And that's where I'm at. I'm in the process of shifting and breaking through a lot of these deep-rooted negative core beliefs that I have that I really didn't know I had until I began therapy a few months ago. Now, <clears throat> I'm just going to let you process that for a second because I hope that that feels empowering to understand how your brain works. So now let's talk about how are you going to then work through and shift those things because you can. You have the power over your brain, and I'm going to explain why. So another little tidbit that you need to know that I learned is that we actually are not able or capable of rewiring or reframing a lot of our core beliefs until the age of 18. So everything we experience up until the age of 18, we actually cannot begin to work on solving or facing or unlearning or rewiring or reteaching ourselves until after the age of 18. That blew my mind. Like we do not have the cognitive capacity to do that until after the age of 18. Holy crap. What? But now if you are over the age of 18, you can. And like I said, like I mentioned earlier, what I have started to do is I've started to write these things down and I began to see a common theme. And with those common themes, I then started to go back into a notebook. It was literally just a random notebook that I had because I'm a former teacher and I have them everywhere for some reason. Um, but I guess if you need an excuse to go buy a cute notebook, here is one. You're welcome. <laughs> go get you a cute notebook and, and write these things down. And what I started to do is I would go back and after I kind of figured out what it was kind of geared, and there's still some that I, I still don't completely understand why they continue to pop up. But the ones that I have figured out that I'm working through, I began to ask myself some really important questions. And some of these questions, um, I'm known to be a huge overthinker. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I overthink 
a lot. And I am constantly prepared for every single outcome. And there's a reason that I am that way. Because it's a, it's a deep-rooted trauma that I've recently discovered that I haven't ever been able to really trust my own gut. There's always been something or someone somewhere that was like, nope, this is a better choice. Or why would you do it that way? Or even, like just little things like that, that made me believe that I couldn't trust my own gut, essentially. Or what my own intuition was. And I'm beginning to unlearn that, which is very hard. I still fall into a lot of overthinking. But the thing is, I listened to a book <clears throat> called Soundtracks. Um, from John Acuff, which is all about overthinking. And these questions, there's three questions that he came up with, um, also have come up in my therapy session. And the first one is, is this thought true? And that right there is a very, like a really heavy one. So is it true that this isn't a good choice or whatever it may be? And I have to stop myself in that thought and ask myself out loud sometimes, is that true? Because our mind has a very powerful, I don't even know, a power, I guess, powerful power, which sounds really weird coming out of my mouth, but it is so good at making us believe these untrue thoughts. It seems so real in our head that it does, it comes across as factual until you either say it out loud or you push back against your mind and you're like, is that true? And then you look for ways to make it not true. Not by creating them, but by looking actually factually at what's around you. And usually you're like, oh, no, that's not true. Okay. Now, the second question from Soundtracks that John Acuff asks, if it is true, okay, cool. Is it helpful? <laughs> so is me sitting on this thought helpful to what do I need to be doing right now? Typically, usually the answer is no. Is it helpful in how I'm going to take care of my daughter? Is it helpful in how I'm going to show up as a wife or a sister or a daughter or a mom or whatever? And usually the answer is no. Me worrying about this or thinking this way is not helpful. So the first one is, is it true? And then the second question is, is it helpful? Now, the third question, if you get to the third one is, is it kind? Is it kind to yourself or is it making you feel like dog poop? Is it kind? Because we have a really good, like, it's really easy to beat ourselves up. We are our own worst critics and we will, I know so many people that will sit there and like negative self-talk as a way to motivate themselves. And I've never understood it. I really have never understood how or, or why that works for them, but I've seen them do it. So your three questions, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? And these are the three questions that I'm working on. And my therapist even gave them to me. And they are not just from John A. Cuff's book, but you can find them anywhere when you get into like the therapy community and, and psychology. You have to check your own brain. 
that's the first step in shifting these thoughts. Now, in John Acuff's book, he talks about telling yourself a new soundtrack or sound or like fixing that thought and making it into a positive or productive one where sometimes I don't even want to replace that. I just want to move on from it and clear space off of my desktop, right? And that's okay to do too. You don't always have to replace something, but you can begin to tell yourself a different story. If you are someone like me, one of mine is, I am not able to have friends with women. Is that true? No. Is that helpful? Definitely not. It helped me avoid a lot of possibilities of women and friendships for a long time. And is it kind? No, because it makes me feel like shit about myself. So it does, it's not a good one. So instead, I didn't flip it completely to a positive, but I said, I can be a good friend to anyone, no matter if they're a woman, man, whatever, dog, cat, cow, okay? I can be a good friend to people. And people enjoy being my friend. That was another one that I had to pair with it. So when I begin to think that I'm not going, like somebody shouldn't be my friend or like, why would anybody want to? These are the two things that I now tell myself. And it takes work and it takes practice. And sometimes I have to write it down and sometimes I have to say it out loud, but it's working. And I can't tell you the lightness that comes with unlearning these negative thoughts, which again, we aren't able to do until after the age of 18. Can you imagine, can you just imagine how full your desktop screen is by the age of 18? No wonder you have so many negative thoughts swirling around your head. So if anything, let me validate the fact that, hey, you're not crazy. Hey, you're completely normal because this is how your brain works. And I hope you find that empowering. So take this away. Go get a notebook. Start writing down when you have those. Catch yourself with those negative thoughts. Catch yourself in those thoughts and realize that these can be reconstructed. But you're going to have to do some work on where are they coming from? What is the theme? And is it true? Is it helpful? And is it kind? I'm not telling you this is going to completely fix you, but I am telling you it is something that has helped me so much in my journey in healing and becoming a better version of myself. So take that for what it's worth. Go get yourself a cute notebook or whatever you got to do. Um, and if anything, I hope I validated stuff for you today. So thank you for listening. And until next time, keep effing going. Hey, before you go, if you enjoyed this episode, would you please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram so I can reach out and personally thank you for listening. You being here means the absolute world to me. And if you're feeling super ambitious, if you would go leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to, that would mean the world to me. So until next time, I'll see you soon.